Preface on reading John 14, 15, 16, and 17 and commenting, stopping and commenting. I, uh, as I was commenting, I mentioned of an individual that I met at an AA meeting. Let me uh, give more information on that. I noticed that I didn't finish the story. So in my reading, in the story, I go to this 12-step meeting in Covina, California, called the Other Club or the Other Side. And I prayed before I entered, and I said, God, if you want me to work with a wet one, put one next to me, three feet next to me where I can sit. So I went into the meeting, sat down, and sure enough, a guy came in, very tan, skinny, and, and very rugged, like been drinking for a long time. You you know you can see he was white and you can know his skin was very, very dark from the sun. And he had fresh blood on his temple, on the side of his temple. Not fresh blood, but fresh, fresh dried up blood, I should say. And, uh, and uh, you know, he was there a little bit of trembling. And uh, after we, we stood up and we held hands and we prayed and, uh, I turned to him. I said, are you ready to work the program? And he said, yes. And then uh, we exchanged information. And then I found out that he lived in the next town over like I did. He lived on the same street as I did, eight houses up. And we were down on another town, you know, in, in a meeting. So that was a God shot. So I told him, meet me at my house at noon the next day. And this is the honest truth, folks. He sat down in the in the in my table, my coffee shop, my coffee table in my house, and I drilled him right away. I said, "You dumb son of a bop blabbity bop bop bop." Really harsh, just came out of my mouth. You know, I later I repented, but I got to him. I said, "Are you ready to work the program?" <clears throat> or oh, no, this is what I said. I said. Does that bother you? And he just looked at me and he said, no. Then I said, okay, now we can work together. Now we can work this program. Folks, he got sober. <clears throat> Dramatically, he got started working and he got sober. He was living out of the mercy of his girlfriend. And he had told me there later on, there was a newspaper ad of someone found dead on the... Uh, grass and he goes that was my girlfriend's house the guy came to see me he was my friend he he was there sitting in the grass waiting and he died and then he was telling me and then he got work <clears throat> under uh, under the table and he started working um and then about two years later i lost contact with him <clears throat> and i went to a meeting that i used to run the fireside meeting in glenora and there he is He's running the meeting and he's conducting the secretary. He said, the men's bathrooms are over there. And if you have to smoke, go outside there. Very directed, very uh, self-assured with confidence. And he asked me to share my experience, strength and hope in the meeting. And the miracle was taking place. About five years later, the wife and I were biking through Glendora and I saw him watering grass. And I said, I called his name and I said, Steve, what's happening? 
That's not his real name. Could be. And I said, hey. And he said, hi. He goes, no, I, I've been taking care of my mom here. She's, you know, she's, you know, in her last days. He goes, and she's going to, I'm going to inherit this house. And and he was more mature, more calm, and had more years of sobriety. So there's a miracle that took place. And I touched basis on reading the first on reading John 14, 15, and 16. Thank you for listening to my long win. God bless you, and thank you for tracking with me. Take care. Here's John. The reading of New King James Bible, John chapter 14. 15, 16, and 17. One of my favorites. I haven't read them in a while. Here we go. The reading of New King James Bible, John chapter 14. 15, 16, and 17. One of my favorites. I haven't read them in a while. Here we go. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? <clears throat> Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me except. No one comes to the Father except through me. Excuse me. If you have known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? Come on now. He who has seen me has seen the Father, so how can you say, Show us the Father? Note, you know... um, they were already in the boat. They were already saved. But they were trying to figure out how. But they were feeling the love of Jesus. That's about the only feeling that I have had. Is just having the love that is the right kind of feeling. And trying to, to learn so much of the future. is It throw, threw me off. Thank you. Verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Note, another situation here is that the works are already established from the foundations of the world. It's kind of like uh, the plan of work is already there, you know. 
if we can see it, how Jesus was able to see in the spirit and see the people being healed already, seeing who was going to get his inf be saved or not, who was going to acknowledge him, like the woman in the well. Um, amazing. But ever one time I prayed, I asked God, if you want me to work with someone today, have them sit three feet next to me. I was in a 12-step meeting in another city. And sure enough, this guy with, uh, he had been drinking for so long, he had fresh blood, not fresh blood, but dry blood on the side of his temple. He had fell down and hit the railroad as he was walking to the liquor store for another drink. And after the meeting, we prayed, I held hands with him, and we prayed on uh, the finishing of the meeting. And then I said, are you ready to work together? And he said, yes. So he got sober. We worked together. Uh, uh, his friend, his best friend, had died on his lawn, and his girlfriend's lawn, coming looking for him. And so we, uh, we worked together, and he was already going on his 40s. He got sober became the man that God called him to be. The works were already there. I don't know why I told you the story, other than that that we can do the works of God uh, by counseling, by greeting, by smiling, by taking somebody else's pressure away just with the, the fact that we have spent time with God and in the Word, then the people can read the Bible in our smile and our attitudes. And the brilliance of our eyes, because there's a fire inside of us that God has put. Amen. Jesus says in verse 11, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else, believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Let's go ahead and ask right now. Restore, Lord. Restore the works of our hands. Restore, Lord God in the heavens. Restore, Lord, the finances. <clears throat> like, restore the joy. Restore the... The supplies, restore the bank account, restore, Lord God, the vehicles, restore the children to their rightful state. Restore us, Lord God, to the brilliancy, to the glory and the power that you have called us to be, Lord. Restore us in our, in our work, Lord, that we may be skillful in the work you call us to do. Restore us in our recreation, Lord God, in our rest, Lord God, and, and laughter. Restore us, Lord God. Amen. <laughs> we, we're going to get through this. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Fifteen, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. Amen. No, he was telling the disciples, act like it. And pray to the Father, and He will give you another helper, which is the Holy Spirit. And will abide with you forever. Amen. Verse 17. Here it is. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. 
I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You will also live also. At that, now right here is where you will live with the Holy Spirit. You, you'll be fired up. You'll be full of fire. You'll be with power with the Holy Spirit. I will be in you and you live in me. Note. Verse 20. At that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Everyone has become one with the disciples. You know, I guess it would have been easier for me if I would have read John in the beginning and not go for many years wondering if I had the Son, if I had the Father, if I had the Holy Spirit, and questioning for over 12 years and got to work by reading. Amen. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Amen. Note, that's exactly what happened. Jesus manifests himself to me. I've seen him many times. And I asked to see him. And I saw him and he showed me. Amen. Verse 22. Judas, not as scared, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? <coughs> that amazing Jesus was not even talking about the world. You know, he was talking the beginning of being born again. I don't think he answered that question. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. So he's saying it's the beginning again of being born again. He's telling them, oh, Judas Iscariot, you know, don't worry about the world. We're getting the cold started here, and we're going to fire up the whole world. But these are he's talking to the coals. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words and the word which you hear is not mine, but the father who sent me. Verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. It's kind of like the sun that keeps on giving heat over and over again. Roaring flames. The Holy Spirit and the Father keep giving heat inside of us. And we're only getting about 8% of the heat over here. Or what? Is that right? No. <laughs> I don't know what I just said. All I said takes eight minutes for the heat of the sun to come over here. And it's constantly pushing life onto us. So we're doing the same to non-believers in a dark room. But the helper of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you into remembrance all things that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. <clears throat> my peace I give to you. 
Not as the world give do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. No, I would have done, I would have saved 12 years of nonsense if I would have memorized this verse right here, verse 27. If I would have memorized deep in my heart, <clears throat> memorize it like, say it a hundred times a day, write it down in three by five cards, uh, walk it, talk it, say it all the time. Just get it, plant it in my heart and root out doubt and unbelief and other phrases that I picked up through television. You know, like, <clears throat> peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. <clears throat> Amen. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you will rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father. For my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. See right here on verse 29, he's talking about experience, you know. That you're going to experience the Holy Spirit. You're going to experience the love of the Father. And then again, all over again, you will bundle it all up in one package and you may label it, I believe. I believe. I believe in the process. I said yes to Jesus, yes to the Holy Spirit, yes to the Word of God, yes, yes to the Father. And the result is... They came into my heart. Now I believe. I am a believer. Why am I saying this over and over again? Because we lose belief as soon as we complain, as soon as we... God is not doing His job. He's not taking care of us. And we start unbelieving. When we become critical of somebody else's walk, that they're not doing their job, criticizing, condemning, complaining, we lose our belief system. I didn't make the rules, folks. I'm just experienced. That's what I experienced. And verse 29, And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing on me. But the world may know that I love the Father, and the Father gave me commandments, so I do. Arise. Let us go from here. <clears throat> 